Welcome to Engineering Fields of Dreams podcast. We're here to share stories and professional experiences of engineers across disciplines and let you explore the amazing world of engineering. Each episode, you'll hear inspiring stories and advice from engineers, allowing you to learn from their successes and experiences. Whether you're an engineering student, a veteran engineer, or just curious about engineering, we invite you to join us and explore the amazing and ever-changing world of engineering. Welcome to this episode, Navigating Relationships and Careers, with our guest, Chanlin. Thank you for being here today. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi. Well, thank you very much for having me on the podcast. I'm excited about this opportunity. I'm going to talk a little bit and share with, with some of the students and the other listeners about myself. My name is Chanlin Wong, and I'm a transportation engineer at Exult Engineering. It's a small transportation firm based in the Carolinas, and I operate out of our Greenville, South Carolina office. I graduated from the University of Arizona in 2017, so I've been working in civil engineering, transportation engineering for nearly six years now. I do have my PE, and my experience is primarily in some of the traditional transportation areas, traffic analysis, signal design, signal timing, and then our firm also does some very niche areas such as intelligent transportation systems, so technologies on the freeway and really connecting the whole world around us, and parking access revenue control systems as well. So some of the parking systems that are in universities, airports, throughout the city, garages, all those kinds of things. There's a lot that goes into the planning and design and installation of those systems as well. So that's kind of another specialty that I've taken on. Uh, as a transportation consultant at a small firm, my day-to-day really varies. I could be in the office doing CAD work on a technical plan set for a signal design one day, or I might be out in the field optimizing signals along a corridor, or I may be just on calls all day managing you know, all the different stakeholders that are involved in some of these construction projects. So that's a little bit about myself. And again, thank you for having me on the podcast. Well, it's a pleasure to have you, and thank you so much for your time today. Why did you choose this career? Yeah, I think like most people, or like a lot of people, when I started college, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do for my career or even major. So I started out as an economics major, picked something kind of generic and thought that it would be good for a business and career. And pretty much after the first semester or even Yeah, pretty much first two semesters, I really found out that I didn't really have a passion for those types of classes and for that type of content. So I started investigating some other things. And it was actually some people that were close to me at the time. Some of my close friends who suggested I look into engineering, they noticed that I had an interest in the built world around us. And just walking around campus, I'd be interested in you know, structures. The thing that a lot of civil engineers are interested in right away is the structures. How is that built? cool architecture, things like that. So that's kind of what opened me up to switching into engineering. And shortly after that, I started taking some civil classes and just found that I really liked the classes, particularly the traffic and transportation ones. I really like the human element of transportation and traffic, looking at traffic signals. And it's something that we all interact with every day. We all sit in traffic, or even if you don't drive to work or bike to work, you have some sort of interaction with the traffic, the flow that's around you. So looking back, it always made sense now that I kind of see it, that being strong in math and 
having an interest in that, that engineering kind of is where I ended up. I also had a drafting course in high school, which was kind of a cool thing that my high school offered. And we got to lay out some building elevations and sketch mechanical drawings and use CAD, which is a software we use every day in design. So I really liked that. And again, it's just kind of funny looking back now to not see that that's where I should have started out. But we're here now and I still finished in four years. And so that was good. So junior year, I interned at a large civil engineering firm, and that kind of really solidified my choice to work as an engineer and on the consulting side as well, as opposed to going into research or academia or something like that. Uh, I'm a very task-oriented individual, and I really like the fast-paced environment that, that they had at the consulting firm. And I like the idea of creating deliverables on schedule and on budget and creating a set of plans and sending it out to a client. And uh, that just really appealed to my personality and temperament. So that's kind of how I became a consulting engineer. That sounds like a very interesting path to civil engineering and a pretty common one as well. What is one thing that you know now that you wish you knew before graduation that maybe you would have changed something you would have done? Yeah, I think looking back, I really wish I would have understood the importance of relationships and networking. I think you hear about it a lot, but you just don't have that perspective at the time. And in college, you're always hearing people talk about it, but it just, I never really believed that it was important until I started to get a little bit later in my career where I'm at now and serve a little bit more of a project management role where you really start to see the value of it paying off. In my world, whether it's a repeat client coming back time and time again to, to ask you to do a traffic study for their next new development, or whether it's a new client and you're trying to win a project and there's three other firms and the thing that separates you is just having some sort of relationship or with the client or them have, having heard about your type of work. So it's just, you never really know when those relationships will, will pay off. And oftentimes they're unexpected. And I think that it's, it's important not to just establish them, but also keep developing them over time. As humans, we're all naturally relational and social. And in the professional world, I found that a lot of people really like to talk about personal stuff as well. And so I think it's really important to take an interest in, in what they do, you know, find a common passion, learn about their family, just things that they like to do outside of work, because that could be something that you can open up to them and, and have share some time with them and, and kind of develop that relationship further. And I think that in, in college, you're too kind of focused on your classes, and at least I was very focused on my classes and getting good grades, and um, those are important, but when you get into the work world, it really becomes the relationships and the type of work that you're doing. That's kind of what really drives everything. So I, I agree with everything you said about networking, and I know many engineers kind of self-identify as an introvert. Is there any sort of advice you would give them on networking for strategies for success? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because I definitely work with a lot of that. And you do come across the gambit in, in the world of engineering. And I'm not necessarily the introvert, but what I have found and what advice I would say maybe is kind of going back to just finding that common ground. It is interesting. There's even clients that I've interacted with that are a little bit more on the introvert side, but once you find something that they're kind of passionate about, even if it's related to work or not related to work, that's when those people just kind of really start to open up. So I think it's just the advice there is, is kind of take a few shots, see, you know, explore a couple of different subjects and that kind of thing. And you might find that sweet spot. And I've kind of seen that come to fruition 
whether it's at conferences or just been working with people that I have on my team or in, had teams in the past that are a little bit more of the introvert side. I really like how you said about taking shots. I think sometimes introverts self-censor themselves and shut themselves down. And really, if you take a shot and try to break the ice with someone, no one's going to die. Right. Uh, it might fall flat. It might not work, but it's worth trying. And you might actually make a connection that you both like a similar sports team or have another connection. So I think there's no harm really in trying. And it's definitely worth trying to build those relationships. Agreed. So my next question is a little bit of a different topic. Has there been a challenging professional situation you've encountered and what did you learn from it? Yeah, thinking about this, I think there's been kind of several over my career so far, but I think the thing that's interesting is looking back and seeing why they happened. And I think my biggest challenge just over the course of my career so far, as it's anyone has been identifying my own weaknesses and trying to kind of buy those and also figure out how to adapt to a situation. Anytime I think of those challenging situations, I think of something that was probably my fault and it was due to a weakness of mine that I hadn't kind of counteracted or identified. So going back to that kind of introvert extrovert thing, I don't know, you know, for anyone who's familiar with the temperaments, which is kind of a four, it's a really old type of personality theory that there's these four different types of temperaments. There's a melancholic, phlegmatic, cleric, and sanguine. And usually you're kind of inching towards two of them. So I'm a cleric sanguine, which means I'm very driven. And the cleric is very like, needs to be active, very ambitious, usually confident and optimistic. And sometimes those qualities come with weaknesses, such as being impatient or overconfident. So a lot of times I've thought about when I started a project, maybe I moved too fast and didn't get all the didn't get all the variables or didn't collect all the information I needed and maybe wasted some effort by starting too fast or too early. And my second secondary is sanguine, which is usually more of the social side. It's kind of the opposite of the introverts. And those qualities are talkative, responsive, um, have lots of ideas, but usually that comes with some weaknesses of being kind of scatterbrained. And so for me, I've learned to adapt, to be very organized. I keep a one note all day with all the projects that I'm working on. And because oftentimes I've not kept my notes and that has really kind of come back to bite me in the butt before. So I think being aware of those strengths and also the weaknesses throughout my career has helped me get the full picture of the tasks and really be more successful. There's other personality traits. Temperaments is just one. There's like the DISC, D-I-S-C, I think is another one. Colors things like that. And I think just understanding those helps you play to your strengths. So I have a lot of those personal situations where I've come across challenges, but all of them looking back now have been kind of a result of those weaknesses. I think you highlighted a good point in that it's important to do self-reflection. And I think that's how you learn from the challenges so that you can be better. And we all want to be better. And I think sometimes people just keep their head down. They don't learn necessarily what they could learn from some of those opportunities in those challenges. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think sometimes they say that they can change a little bit too. So kind of reassessing them. I think I used to be more sanguine than cleric. And now I'm probably a little bit more cleric than sanguine just as I've aged. So it's just kind of interesting to, to kind of regularly check in on those and, 
and always be aware of them because the more that you're thinking about it, the more that you will intentionally translate that into your work and try to be more productive. Well, and speaking of work, that leads to the final question. What advice would you impart to someone just starting their career? Yeah, I'd say I kind of have two. I think the first one is to enter the workforce with a spirit of learning and being humble. I think when you're first starting your career, around you knows more than you. (laughs) And that's just a fact. They've been doing it longer than you. And as you start to gain those years of experience, you come across like a wide variety of projects and situations and problem solving, and you meet different types of clients. And all those people that are above you or have a little bit more experience, they've done that a little bit more than you. So it's not to say that you aren't smart or because you were hired for a reason and you're starting your career out where you are because of because of your skills and your talents. But I think just remembering that everyone there is a little bit more senior than you is is a good thing to good perspective to have because it helps you ask questions, look for mentors and kind of just be a better overall team player. And then the second thing that I've kind of heard about, which is kind of a recurring theme on the podcast is to just not stress too much at the beginning of your career, because there are endless possibilities. I think, especially in today's day and age, you can have a civil degree, but that doesn't mean you're going to become a civil engineer, or you might be a civil engineer for a couple of years and switch into something else. I've seen a lot of my peers who had a civil degree go into sales or marketing or more of the construction management or project management side. And there's so many niche markets out there too. You just never know what you might come across. So I think as you age, you get a little bit more perspective and realize that the decisions that you made right at the beginning of the career wasn't the end all to be all. And I think it's really hard to just see that. I, I think at the age that you are when you graduate college or when you're a young professional starting your career, if I could go back and tell myself that, I probably wouldn't believe it. I'm not where I am today, where I thought I was going to be at least today. So it's kind of interesting. And there are different seasons of life where different career decisions are going to be more important to you than others. And so I think that's just a good perspective to have as people who enter the workforce. Think about what the choices that they're going to make, that there's just so many possibilities. There's not an end all to be all decision. I fully 100% agree. And thank you so much for sharing your sage wisdom with our audience today. (laughs) Yeah, well, thank you again for having me on the podcast. It was great. We'd like to thank today's guests for sharing their professional experience and career advice. We appreciate their insight and taking the time to share them with our audience. To you, the listener, thank you for joining us on this journey and exploring the ever-evolving world of engineering. We hope we've inspired you to pursue your dreams and ambitions. Let us know if there are topics or fields you'd like to hear more about. Until next time, we wish you the best of luck on your engineering journey.